Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. What is up? Welcome back to Bleach Boys number 19. We are kicking it off all the way into episode 195. We're still doing canon shit. So much happens. We're doing five episodes this episode because a fuck ton of stuff happens. We get Nell versus Noitora uh, finale. That ends. Then, Jose, let's do a quick little memory test here. Seven Shinigami show up to save everybody. Can you name all seven? I will be very impressed if you could name... So I think there's the main three that we can all knock out immediately. I'm not going to help you out. I'm just saying I think there's the main three. But there's four other ones that are pretty difficult. Go ahead. Let me know if I knock out the three. Okay, so we got Byakuya, Mm -hmm. Kenpachi, Uh and Miri. Yes, yes. So those are are the three that are cemented. Like you, you know they have fights. They show up. They do their thing. But there's four other Shinigami that show up, Jose. There was four There's others. Four others, and yeah, you know, I don't want to say much else. But can you, you just take a take a guess? It's just try and like start doing process of elimination. You know who who else could show up besides these three? Onahano. Okay. Yes. Yes. Yeah, right? She is one that I have no recollection of showing up at all, but she shows up. Cause I I just went back and was like she wasn't at the fight in oh car, fake smart car smart okay yeah you can do reverse process of elimination so there's three others that show up Nemu right yep Nemu is one of them Nemu. that's correct okay so I got five uh huh there's two more and one of them is incredibly hard the other one is a little bit of a trick a little bit of a hint there for you is it Hanatro yep he's there okay so I. You... Shot in the dark. This Sinatra, the he's there. He, did you know he shows up with Biakia? He He's like, he helps out Biakia. No. Yeah. Right. So I no idea. we'll begin that this episode. And then there's one other one that is pretty obvious that you're missing that shows up. Yes. Oh, shit. I, ooh. Is it the lieutenant from Monohano? Oh, yeah, she does show up. So there's actually one more. There's a, there's oh. another one. So, yeah, Isane is there as well. She she is there. This is so hard. That was a good one, though. I, I would have never gotten that in a million years, but she's there. Yeah. I, I just assume because she's always attached to them. Yeah. See, it's not Ukitake, I don't think. Nope. Because Kiraku's in Karakura Town. Mm-hmm. Soifang is in Karakura Town. Mm-hmm. Hitsugaya. Mm-hmm. Captain Commander. Mm-hmm. It's an obvious Damn. one, Jose. It's an obvious one. I'm I'm running through the captains. Alright, well, seven out of eight is pretty good. It it's Yachiru. She she's there, of course, as well. Of course, so, yeah. I yeah. legit forgot about it. She's the obvious one that's that's there. But she, you know, as we know, she kinda half counts, but you know, whatever. So kicking it off with episode one ninety five, where we left it off quizzed me. Yeah, where we left off was Nell just released her Resurrection form, which is praise. Uh, Gamusa, I believe is how she says it. And she goes her classic. Everybody knows what Nell's release form looks like. But, you know, centaur, basically, with a lance. And she immediately does a move called Lanzador Verde, 
which is basically just her throwing a fucking lance. And she just gave it a cool name because I guess that makes it fucking cool. So she throws it, stabs. How anime is. Yeah, of course. You got to have a cool name. So it stabs Noatra. And then we cut over to, which is really kind of a more interesting fight at this point and a shocker, is Peshe and Bawa Bawa versus Xyloparo. Peshe does his classic, which I still remember to this day when we first saw it. He reaches into his loincloth and begins pulling out something. And this, like, stuns Xyloparo. And he's like, oh, no, what are you doing? And Peshe is, you know, pulls out his sword and is able to stab, not stab, but slash Xyloparo cutting him, which I think he's, like, one of the first ones to be able to do that when he's in his release form. And Peshe explains that his sword is called Ultima. And the blade on this weapon is a saber of light, which is formed by an outpouring of reishi. And then he turns, like, towards Udu, and he's like, oh, he's like, what do you think? Looks kind of familiar, huh? Looks like your <laughs> thing. Because it's just basically a Seal Schneider. So, Xyloparo. They used it. Yeah, it looks almost identical, except with a different hilt. Xyloparo is now pissed and then tells the two, like, he's had these two big colossal hollows that he was kind of using as a throne. He basically tells them, commands them to get up and crush Bawa Bawa and choke it to death. Meanwhile, he'll kill the two who control it, you know, referring to Peshe and Dondachaka. And the giant two hollows begin running at Baba Baba, but then Dona Chaka, like, gets in the way of the two hollows and pulls out a giant fucking club from his mouth and just smacks both the hollows, like, sending him flying away. He's, apparently, he's pretty fucking strong. So this man is a bag of holding. Pretty much, yeah. That's pretty much his ability. A bag of holding, but, like, he can hold livable creatures and not have them suffocate after, like, ten minutes, you know? So, pretty crazy. I mean, he swallows a giant slug. Yeah, yeah. So or Pesh- snake. I don't know what the fuck it technically is, but Peshe goes on and says, let me explain why you're about to lose this battle, Xyloparo. You didn't take us seriously. You thought of us as adversaries you've previously defeated in the past. But in order to protect Master Nell, we have never stopped training. We never stopped advancing. Then Peshe jumps on top of Dondachaka's head and says, we are now at a different level of power. A level that is much more lethal as you're about to find out. Behold our new weapon. And then they begin both shooting a Sero, basically. And while Peshe is on top of Donachaka, and Donachaka starts doing a Sarah as well, but then the two orbs fuse together. Kind of Yeah, they, they say it's called Sero Syn- Syncretico, something like that. And then we cut over. There's a lot of stuff, stuff happens, we cut, stuff happens, we cut. We go back to the Nell fight. We see Nell pull the lance out of Noitora, and it hasn't even pierced his skin, so I don't even know how it was held in there. But Nell is like, oh, it's over. But relax, I don't intend to kill you. And then she kind of reels backwards, ready to wind up a big-ass stab. And she goes in to stab Noitora, and then pop, goes back to her fucking baby Nell form. So she was only in that form for a very, very short time. At this point, Noitora wastes no time stepping forward and laughs and kicks baby Nell far across the sand. Ichigo runs up yelling to leave her alone, but uh, Noitora just slams his face into the sand. Uh, Noatra tells him to give up, and he says, Neliel was your last ray of hope, and it's now over. Then Noatra turns to Tezra, which I actually think his name is Tesla. It's just spelled Tesra because, you know. Damn. Oh, the, you know, Elon the, must, must have been watching Bleach. The R and the, the L thing. Yeah. And he says he's all yours. He's got nothing left to fight with. So Tesla releases Orihime because that's what he's been doing the whole fight. And then begins running towards uh, Orihime, begins running towards Ichigo. But, of course, she's cut by, caught by Noatra, who tells her just to keep watch quietly. This should be amusing. So Tesla pulls out his sword and immediately says, uh, now to gore them, Varuga. And then he enters his resurrection, which he basically looks like a um, really big steroided version of, like, the uh, the pigs in the nether, you know? 
uh, like a the, very the stuff, yeah. yeah, very big buff version of it. Like he's gonna fuck you up, which he proceeds to do to Ichigo. He proceeds to fucking stomp on Ichigo's back, pick him up, slam him on the ground multiple times, until finally beginning to try to crush Ichigo between both of his hands, to which Ichigo kind of passes out for a second and then is released to the ground. We go back over to the Xyloparo fight, who is standing there completely unharmed from this double Sero blast that we last saw. Xyloparo says, let me tell you why that didn't work on me. There's no question that the two forces you combine contain an immense amount of destructive power. However, if they don't blend completely and totally transform, they can be easily split back to their separate components. So I simply applied a tiny amount of pressure at the right point and neutralized your attack, which in layman's turn, he basically split the attack in two and caused them to go around him, is what he did. He, so he pointed his sword. Well, he doesn't have a sword at this point, right? No, he said he, no, yeah. uh, he basically just applied pressure at a certain point, which you don't really get to see how he did that. You just see him standing there and he splits it in two. Um, he continues saying, the reason you failed is quite simple. You gave me too much time to prepare. Did you not think I wouldn't realize who you were just because you changed your mask and outfit? I realized it right away. It was obvious to me you were both Nelios Fraxiones. That's why I continued to observe and measure everything about the two of you, even while fighting the Quincy and the Soul Reaper. And then we get the full names of both Peche, Peche Gatiche and Dondochaka Bristane, or Bilstein, I believe is how you pronounce it. It's spelled weird. The reason you lost this fight is because you didn't employ this technique, which is your most powerful from the very beginning. So have you exhausted all of your tricks? And then we get scenes of everyone kind of looking all exhausted. You know, it's like, oh, what are we going to do? Oh, no. And then we go to Rukia, who... All people. Yep, we see a new contender is now standing over the body of Otterunbibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibib
And then we finally see it's Kenpachi. He's standing above Ichigo having blocked Tesla's fist. And he's just looking down at him, which fucking my boy. That's that's the boy. He's fucking awesome. So we go to the next episode at this point, And Ichigo is basically like legitimately asking if he's really Kenpachi. Like he doesn't believe what he's seeing. And Kenpachi's like, huh? It's like, you better hope I'm the real Kenpachi. It's like, what's wrong with you? So Tesla asks who he is, and Tesla begins to pull back his arm to attack because Kenpachi is just not acknowledging anything he says. Noatra, which he's done this once before, but I don't remember if I mentioned it, he sticks his finger into the ground, and it kind of makes a line to Kenpachi. And once it reaches Kenpachi, Noatra's, like, shot. And what he does, he I, this is how he found out where, um, like, everybody was. He like basically, yeah, he sticks his finger into the ground, and this is the method that he uses to measure spiritual pressure. So Noatra, it hits Kenpachi, and he immediately yells out, "Don't charge, you idiot! Get back, Tesla!" But it's too late as Tesla goes to attack and gets sliced in fucking two by Kenpachi, which is game over. One arm, two. And then Kenpachi turns to Noatra and says, "So you next?" And Ichigo tries to ask him a bunch of questions, ask him why he's here. I thought the Soul Society had pulled out of this fight. Kenpachi just turns and kicks Ichigo away and says, it's time to move. Stand aside. Ichigo asks him, how'd he get here? What's the story? Like, Ichigo just is all of a sudden so talkative. And this is where we explain how they got here and how exactly what was going on. Kenpachi so says, like, go ahead. You know, you got your arm snapped. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, are you as talkative? It would hurt like a bitch. Know? No. No. Not at all. No. Yeah. I'd probably be are doing you- a lot of, uh, ah. <laughs> or like, or he may <laughs> like. Hello, I'm hurt. Yeah, it's like, come on. Where's my heels? It's like, yeah, what Medic. the fuck? So Kimpachi goes to explain that Kisuke Urahara seems like a while ago he was given a bunch of orders from the old man, so that he was working together with Yamamoto, and that was back when the showdown was set for winter. Kisuke was ordered to stabilize this underground cavern called Garganta, and he was to make sure it was safe so Captain Level personnel can pass to Huacomundo. They expected it would take him three months to finish, which would have lined up, you know, with the Huaikomundo showdown. Yeah. And but Kisuke claimed that he'd be done with it within one month's time. Before he could carry this out, uh, before he could carry out this assignment, your friend Orhime got snatched away. Then Yachiru pops up, just hanging out in the back of Kenpachi's hood, and says, "Yeah, so Kenny's here because you know, the cabin finally got fixed up. So isn't that great?" And then we get to see Xyloparo, who is sensing something uh, elsewhere. He's kind of sensing that Kenpachi's here. And he says, hmm, and then turns and says, well, now who are you? And he turns to face somebody. But we don't get to see who that is because you only got to build up the uh, suspense on who's going to face Zylaparo. We see the same thing happen above the bodies of Chad and Three Rona Spada, which, you know, as we have done the guessing game, it's Unohana who shows up to save Chad and the Three Rona Spada. So it's Unohana and her lieutenant Isane Kotetsu. Then we see behind Rukia, of course, Byakia shows up, and we get Big the introduction bro. of the mysterious man who's been standing above Rukia and Auto. He says, I am Zomari Ruro. I believe is his name, Zomari Ruro. And I'm known as the spot of number seven. Now identify yourself. Then we see that it is Mayuri and Nimu are the ones who've shown up behind Xyloparo. And we go over to Unahana. There's a lot of cutting back and forth because they just had fucking a bajillion characters show up. Unahana says, I would strongly suggest that you stand down, speaking to the skull fuckers. We're only here to heal everyone's wounds. We have no intention of fighting you. We come here in peace, but with a purpose. As long as you don't impede our efforts, we have no intention of interfering with you. It is your decision. We go back to Byakia, who says, I have a question for you. Were you the one who fought this woman? You know, pointing towards Rukia. Zomari says, no, I did not fight her. However, I was about to deal the blow that would finish her. Byakia just goes, were you? 
And then we ca- he's like, hmm. Yeah, it's like, oh, that's an interesting statement. It's like, that's kind of a, hmm, we'll see. So we go back to Kenpachi, who's now clashing blades with Natra already. They wasted no time. Kenpachi says, come on now. I've waited quite a while for this. Ichigo calls out to Kenpachi, trying to tell him to stop. But then Yachiru goes over to Ichigo out of nowhere and begins kicking his face over and over, like knocking him out again. And Yachiru says, Ichi, you have to stay out of this one because Kenny has that look on his face. And Noatra says, tell me your name, Soul Reaper. We get the introductions of both Kenpachi and Noatra again, but we already know both of them. We go back to Unahana, who uh, the Aranka in front of them, which is the Skull fucking gang, says that it appears a very sensible captain stands before us. I'm convinced of that. They pause, and then they finally decide, fall back, and they all leave. They don't want to fight Unahana. They're like, yep, we're good. Thanks, man. They did. Isane kind of like, yeah, yeah. Isane, her lieutenant, is like, wait. But Unahana stops her, and she says, we will not pursue those that choose to run away. We must heal both of them, Chad and that Aronkart. So Unahana is just the bay once again coming in, just yeah. fucking healing everybody. We go back to Uryu and Renji, who are confused as to what Mayuri is doing here. And Xyloparo asks if this man is somebody that they know. And Mayuri cuts him off and says, hardly. I wouldn't know such inferior beings. And Xyloparo says, answer me, will you? Who exactly are you? Then he pauses for a second and says, on second thought, why am I asking your name after all? No matter what, I'll crush you. Finding out your name would only be a waste of time. Mayuri replies, oh, really? And yet I'm thinking it could be in a, quite a problem if I don't get your name from you. You know, it's going back and forth. It's they, fucking this this Mayuri fight, dude. They fucking banter back and forth constantly because it's basically I, who's... I do remember this a lot, It's basically yeah. who's smarter. So Xylopar asks, why is that? And Mayuri goes, why? Only an idiot would ask that. It should be rather obvious. So that when I stuff you into a jar, I'll be able to write your name on the label. <laughs> Got him. We go back to Byakuya. And Zomari is asking him why he waits. Aren't you going to attack me, intruder? Because Byakuya has never introduced himself. Before you do, know this. If your plan is to save that collapsed Soul Reaper, don't bother. It's no use. You won't succeed. Byakuya replies saying, what do you mean it's no use? And Flash steps behind Zomari, ready to attack, kind of like what he did to Ichigo way back in the day. Zomari says that this is what I mean, and so Nito's behind Byakuya. Zomari goes to attack, but Byakuya is able to react in time. There are now two Zomaris instead of just the one. And he says, I see. As I expected, your captain, uh, as I expected, captain, your speed and reaction time are outstanding, and your fighting instincts are quite superb. However, as developed as your skills are, uh, they are, of course, at a Soul Reaper's level. So, you know, they're only a Soul Reaper's level. You know, nothing good. Yeah. You know. And Byakuya goes, what do you mean by that? Explain it. Like, he doesn't understand the shade that's being thrown here. We go back to Kenpachi and Noatra's fight, who uh, they're doing the least amount of talking, of course. And they're just kind of attacking each other over and over again. We go to Xyloparo, who begins laughing like a madman at the thought of Mary being able to stuff him into a jar. Peshe and Donachaka are kind of like they come out of the rubble and they wonder what joke was just said. They're like, oh, what, what did that guy just say to make Xylopar laugh like that? And Donachaka like runs over to like Renji and Udi. I'm like, oh, is, is he a joke ninja? And so, joke ninja? Yeah. So then we go over to um, Zomari again. We're cutting all over the place. And Zomari says, Gemelos Sonido? Among all of these spot of my Sonido is the fastest. Then the second Zomari disappears. He says, and by adding a small step, I've created something something that resembles a pseudo-clone. Yes, you might think of it as playing with magic. Magic is a skill that astounds the observer, so don't think yourself a simpleton if you're amazed by what you see, because it'll happen too fast. Byakuya is, he knows the first rule of magic. He says, you can't say it's magic after what you've just done. 
No magician reveals his trick before he has completed his deception. Then Byakuya flash taps in, slicing both the bodies of Zamari. But Zamari just reappears and says, too bad for you that Gimelo Sonido isn't limited to two bodies. Byakuya says, that much I figured, and then shoots Zamari like through his own cloak. He's like, oh yeah, I figured that. And then does Hado number four, Byakurai. And Zamari collapses, but then uh, Byakuya like, kind of goes to take his deep sigh but then gasps and we cut away because you know we got to build up the fucking tension Zylaparo says just Go this ahead. guy's just shadow cloning he's he's kind of shadow cloning but they disappear after a little bit i think is what he's saying uh, he's basically okay. it, like it makes like a pseudo clone yeah um Zylaparo now says uh i know earlier i said i didn't want to know but you've said something quite intriguing to me so now i wish to treat you with respect therefore i've decided after all i will ask your name so you'll have a pet name after you become my marionette then Xyloparo begins to wrap his tentacles around Mayuri. We go back to Byakia. Zomari says, Gemelo Sonidos does have a maximum of five bodies. As Byakia gets stabbed um, in the front and the back by two, uh, we'll just call shadow clones, of Zomari. Noatra is egging on Kenpachi, saying, Don't tell me that fighting at this level is enough to challenge you. If so, this duel of ours won't leave me very satisfied. Come on, I'm waiting. Attack me as if your very life depends on it. We go back to Xyloparo, who has now popped out his little doll of Mayuri because he got wrapped up in the tentacles. And he says, I pity you all as your lives are about to come to a meaningless end. Mayuri looks up and says, you pity us? And we go back to Zamari. We're jumping all over the fucking place. Zamari, who uh, says, farewell, nameless Soul Reaper Captain. Your defeat was caused by the arrogant act of not stating your name. Then we see Byakuya disappear, just leaving his cloak floating there. So now he's shadow cloned away somehow. And Byakuya reappears on the other side of the room, saying, so be it, Stealth Hoho Shiho number three, Utsusemi, and says, I wish I didn't have to use the technique I learned from her. And then we see a picture of Yodorichi appear on the screen. We go back to Kenpachi, who is laughing, okay. who says, yeah, I fucking love that so much. Is who says, I've been waiting, I've I've been waiting on you saying that to me. I can feel the adrenaline shoot through my body. From here on out, it's kill or be killed, no more playing around. We go back to Miyuri, who says, it is I who have a pity for you, because you are about to experience a world that is beyond your comprehension. We go to Byakuya to finish the episode. Byakuya says, actually, you are the arrogant one here, Espada. There's no need for you to fret. Your arrogance will not be your undoing. Though you will taste defeat, the reason is simply a difference in skill. And that's the end of that episode. So Byakuya is through in the banter. Miyuri's doing the banter. So that was all that in just a second episode? It's that's so much. It's so much. Like, they just like it kicks off and it just goes boom 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 and then they cut back and forth constantly so it's like it's piecing it back and forth but going forward they kind of do focus on a singular fight at each time so i think so we're this gonna do just like the one so the, yeah the one episode is where like oh look everybody's doing the thing and then they focus on the biakia fight and then they focus on the miyuri fight and then i think we get the kampachi fight last and i don't remember if anything happens in ohana we don't figure that out in this batch of episodes so i can't answer that Next episode, as there's one Soul Reaper we haven't mentioned, we start to hear someone uh, running, panting around, running into the room where Byaki is, and we see it's Hanatoro. He showed up with Captain Kujiki, but was probably left behind because he isn't able to use the flash step, and Byaki didn't listen to him and left him in the dust. Worth noting at this point that the whole room that Byaki and Zomari are fighting in is kind of like covered in ice, because obviously Rukia. Rukia, So the whole time Byaki is fighting Zomari is on ice. And he's just like, he doesn't even react at all because like Rahana Toro comes running and kind of like slips and like, oh Lips. shit. But Byaki is on ice, just totally fine. And I guess he's okay with that. Wild. Captain level, dude. You, you could do yeah, wild things. Yeah, apparently. When you're at that level. 
So Zomari says he isn't accurate because he viewed him as equal since the beginning and conducted himself as much. Byakuya says, imagine in a rock art considering himself my equal. That's your arrogance. So Zomari's kind of be like, no, I'm not arrogant. It's like I view us as equals. And Byakuya's like, yeah, arrogance, dog. We're not equal. Zomari decides, fuck this, and immediately goes resurrection. He says, subside, brujuria. As he Ooh, turns witchcraft. His... Oh, okay. Good to know. He turns his head sideways, and then his sword kind of floats in front of him, and it begins to fold. And then he is covered by gray mush with, like, a purple aura all around him. The mush slides off him to reveal that he's now, like, a weird bottom half flower thing. And he's oh, covered yeah. in eyes all over the top half, and there's eyes all around the flowers. Yeah, basically relinquished with a flower bottom. He opens his palm, revealing an eye, and Byakuya immediately flashes away. Zomari says, your left, long, your left leg now belongs to me, as Byakuya looks down and now has a symbol on his left leg. Zomari says, the power of my brujeria is to control whatever my eye stares at. Let me demonstrate demonstrate left leg come to me. As Byakuya's left leg begins to shake and edge forward, Zomari says, it's meaningless to uh, exert your control. Your control does not extend to this leg. Now then, another step forward. And it's at this point that Byakuya realizes it's true and then just slashes the muscles and the tendons in his own leg, just not wasting any time. Just- does not give a fuck, dude. Like, yep. just Zomari congratulates him on this, and he's like, "Wow, that's an excellent decision and swift action." As it was really only the effective, mo- it was the real only effective move you could have done. Zomari turns his eye behind him now and says, "All right, well, let's try something else." And then looks at Rukia. His eyes begin to light up, and Byakuya immediately puts together what he's going to do and flash steps between the two of them. Zomari is once again impressed by how he's still able to move that well with just one leg. Byakuya puts his hand in front of him and says, damn it. And then we cut away as we see Hanatoro is now running up and is finally regrouped with Byakuya. He's asking Byakuya all kinds of questions and he's saying that he didn't have flesh steps, so he almost got lost. So he's like, what the fuck? Byakuya does the mom thing and calls out Hanatoro Yamada, which is his full name, and says, stay back. Hanatoro tries to talk to him, but again, in response, Byakuya releases his spiritual pressure and basically, yo, bitch, you need to chill. And Byakuya says, let me make myself clear. I'll say it once more. You have to stay back. I cannot guarantee that I'll be able to fight without getting you involved. We see Unohana and Isane both healing Chad and the pre-Brona Spada. Isane comments how they seem to have both stabilized. And Unohana reminds her that they're in enemy territory, so they must stay on guard. Then the two begin to sense the spiritual pressure of the three captains operating at full strength, is what Unohana says. So, I mean, that's the kind of bad news bears if they're already at full strength. She says, when they're done here, we'll have to hear, we'll have to heal their injuries as well. So there's no need to worry. We see a little of Kampachi and Noatra fighting. They're just both having a blast. I'm not going to really stay on that one. We go to Byakuya and we see that he now has a symbol on his hand as it begins to raise on its own. Um, once again, Byakuya just goes ahead and just fucking cuts his own arm. Not wasting any beats. Hanator is asking why he did that. But Byakuya says, Hato number one, show. And points backwards and then shoots Rukia, freeing her from the ice that she was like, because she's been laying on the ground in she the was ice. Like, yeah. So she had like she was kind of like caked in, and then he frees her. He once again says, stay back, Hanatoro. Zomari explains that once Byakuya lost control of his own body part, he immediately viewed them as an enemy and got rid of him. You only have to control, and it says, you only have control of two of your four limbs. The fact you think you can beat me with just two of them is a level of arrogance. Byakuya says, I told you the difference between my power and your power is as wide as the gap between the heaven and the earth. Even without the use of my two limbs, you and I are still far from equal. Zomari says, there was something I forgot to tell you when I explained myself. These eyes of mine have fairly unique and specific powers. They control one object for each eyes. 
Earlier, I released Amor using just two of my eyes, which means in addition to control of your two left limbs, I have the power to control something else. And the unpredictability, and the unpredictability of this power makes it impossible for you to defend against. Then we see Hanatoro. He's like kind of dragging away Rukia. And we see one of the symbols appear on Rukia's head. Rukia opens her eyes and then immediately slashes Hanatoro across the chest. Byakuya goes to her and she immediately begins trying to attack him. Byakuya is just dodging around because it's like fucking wounded ass Rukia. And it's Byakuya, you know. Zomari hurt his baby sister. Yeah. Zomari begins explaining and says, As I mentioned, I'm only able to control one area per eye. However, if I control the head, my control extends the entire body and it's not affected by a person's injuries either. Byakuya runs to attack Rukia, but then Zomari yells out, Don't move, as Rukia puts her own blade against her neck. Zomari says, You see the dilemma. Throw down your sword, Captain Kuchiki. Face the fact that you have lost. Byakuya then drops his sword immediately. Zomari just kind of goes, Hmm. Byakuya raises his finger and says, Bakuro number 61. Riku Jokoro, and then the five yellow lights that we've seen like the, a fucking bunch. Swords of Revealing Light. Yeah, basically hit Ruki on the chest and lock her up. Zomari begins trying to make her move over and over, but it's not working. Byakuya appears beside Zomari, now holding his sword again, and says, You wanted to control me. Let me tell you, you don't have nearly enough power to make that happen. And Oof. then drops his sword into the ground and says, Bankai Sinbon Zakura Kagayoshi, as the sword, uh, as the classic kind of swords begin appearing out of the ground all around Zomari. Zomari just stands there, wondering what is about to happen as he's surrounded by a whole bunch of pink petals. Zomari says, damn you. You want to see power? And then slams his hands together, making the pupils on all of his eyes become really huge. And says, I will control everything using every ounce of Amor in my spirit as all of his eyes begin to light up. Byakuya says, useless. According to what you said earlier, you can control one object per eye. And my count, you have a total of 50 eyes on your body. Keeping that in mind, these 50, which of these hundreds of millions of swords covering the skies do you intend to control? You told me earlier that it was meaningless to resist, that there was nothing I could do. I'm going to offer you the same advice now. Struggle as much as you like, but it's meaningless to resist. And then Zamari starts activating all of his eyes, saying, damn it, no, move as I command, but none of them are kind of doing anything he commands. Byakuya says, Goke Senbon Zakara Kagayoshi, as the whole room just fucking explodes with pink everywhere. And then we get the end of the episode on that one. So, easily kind and of fucking Annihilated that guy. Yeah. yeah. Which... Watching that, I was like, oh, yeah, okay, that kind of makes sense. But he's not dead yet. The Zomari survives this attack. So at the start of the Jeez. next episode, we get a little bit more of an explanation from Byakuya. He says, Sinbon Zakar Kageyoshi's billion blades. It engulfs the enemy in a sphere and tears them apart from every direction. Be swallowed by a hail of steel and perish. And then we see the place explode again. Byakuya appears next to Rukia and Hanatoro, where you can see that he put up a yellow barrier around them to protect them from being fucking exploded with yellow or with fucking pink blades. He lets down the barrier and then looks behind him and says, you're very stubborn. And then it turns out our boy Zamari is still alive, like I was saying. And he basically hit his top half inside of the flower part of his lower body. But he comes out and he's bleeding. He's like fucked up. He clearly Just, yeah. got fucked on with cuts. Zamari gets pissed and makes more eyes appear like on his forehead and stuff. He tries to attack Byakuya again, but he does Bakudo number 81 Donku, which is seems like a fucking OP-ass Bakudo, okay? So I don't even remember this one. An invisible wall, a huge invisible wall appears in front of him, like a glass wall. And it blocks the symbol like the that's been taking control of stuff. And Byakuya goes on to explain, saying, It's a protective wall that completely shuns any Hado techniques under 89. So if you don't know any Jesus. techniques over 89, so 90 and above, you have to know 90 and above. Otherwise, you can't get past this wall. That's crazy. 
So he continues on saying, I, I was able to stop Rukia using Riku Jokoro. Therefore, I ascertained your power is similar to Kido. It seems I was correct. So Mario gets pissed and kind of like keeps hitting the wall with his symbols trying to break through. Byaki just stands there, but then flash steps behind him, putting his blade in Zomari's neck. Byaki says, your impatience limited your field of vision. I guess you're not as fast as you claim to be. Zomari turns his head and says, show mercy. Byaki says nothing in response and this pisses off Zomari, once again calling out Byakuya's arrogance. Zomari smacks the blade away and gives a philosophical talk about uh, many things. Basically, how the circle of soul reapers killing hollows, how is that a natural thing to do? Why do they have the authority to kill hollows? Are you gods? Is it because we kill humans? Who gave you the right to protect the humans? You label us as evil and go to lengths to kill us all because you arbitrarily decided justice is on the side of the soul reaper. So a lot of things to think about there for Byakia. Byakia just flash steps beside Zomari and says, that's funny. I don't remember saying that I would kill you because I'm a soul reaper. The reason I'm killing you is simple. It's because you aimed your blade at my only pride. Now this is your fate. Then Byakia clicks his blade back into his sheath. And we get the classic where we see blood fucking fly out of Zomari's chest. And we see he was slashed across the chest and he begins to bleed. I I never get tired of that kind of scene. It's great. It's really great. It's always just like. Yeah. So you see Zoro begins, do it a lot. Yeah, oh, yeah. Anybody with a sword will pretty much yeah. do that move. Zomari begins yelling, Bonsai, Bonsai, long live Lord Aizen. And then he just evaporates into a mist. Uh, so RIP Zomari. That was kind of weird there. Uh, so he dis- he doesn't disintegrate. He just turns he just, to mist. Yeah, he just like disintegrates into like purple mist. He goes, Bonsai, Bonsai, long live Lord Aizen. And then just, just like goes away. And, mm. Weird. Byakia then says it's it's over, come on out. And then we see from behind an invisible yellow wall appears Asane. She was there. Byakia, without even looking, says, Isane Kotetsu, did Captain Unohana send you? Isane says, yes, we sense from the spiritual pressure that 7th seat Yamada had been seriously injured. Byakia just goes, I see, take care of them. And then we go to the Miyuri fight. Miyuri is now on the ground, struggling to just even breathe. Xylopar was laughing. Nemu's on the ground as well. I don't know what the fuck happened to her. Uh... Xyloparo pops open the little Mayuri doll and pulls out another piece and squishes it. Mayuri spits up a bunch of liquid, just like Uryu before him. Then Xyloparo squishes another piece, making him puke some more. He's wasted no time with Mayuri. Xyloparo continues laughing, making fun of how unbecoming it is for a captain to be crawling on the ground. Mayuri calls out to him not to underestimate him, but Xyloparo squishes his Achilles heel and makes uh, Mayuri fall to the ground again. Xyloparo then crushes a couple of more pieces. He's now like fucking six deep on pieces on Mayuri. And Mayuri looks down saying never in his wildest dreams did he think he would end up dying in a place like this. Xyloparo still laughing says it's all over and then squishes a body part that makes blood kind of fly out from his neck. And Xyloparo begins laughing maniacally. Xyloparo says too easy. But just as he says too easy, Mayuri reappears in front of Xyloparo with his tongue out saying got you. Mary then turns to Nimu and tells her to get up already, which she does. She's like, oh, yeah, sorry. I'll get up right now. It was, so, you know, going along with your joke. But, yeah. You know. Parle then begins breaking the whole doll, just like fucking throws it on the ground, starts stomping on it. And Mary is just still able to stand. He's just taking the damage. He doesn't care. Xyloparo says, I smashed your organs and muscles. So why aren't you dead? Mary goes on to explain, saying, it's not about the power that I have. It's just the power that you have is pretty damn boring. Damn. Just called him out. Yeah. So... I thought this part was super fucking like interesting and funny. He says, see that Quincy? I have a very cautious nature. When I fight someone new, I always try to lay a trap during the battle. A favorite is when I infect my enemy's bodies with infinite quantities of surveillance bacteria. Through the bacteria, I was able to observe every battle that you've ever had. 
Therefore, just before coming here to take part in this battle, I created replicas of every single organ and muscle in my body. The fuck? So Xyloparo says, ridiculous. Not even a full hour has passed since I revealed my power to the Quincy. Miri says, well, on the contrary, uh, I can and I did. That's why I'm here. Ishida, at this point, like, because he's there, like, laying on the ground, he gets pissed. He's like, wait, it's like, hold on. And Miri butts in, like, before he can even say it. He's like, oh, here comes another fucking boring speech. And he is just like, you're damn right it is. And then he starts yelling at Mayuri, like, like, how dare you spy on my private life? And then he's like, what did you see? And he's like, I demand you remove this fucking bacteria. And he's like, yada, yada, on and on. When all of a sudden, uh, as this is going on, behind Nimu, a tentacle comes up from the ground and starts grabbing Nimu and kind of, like, wraps her up. Xyloparo laughs at Mayuri and says that he didn't pay enough attention to his lieutenant's foothold. And at this point, Nimu chimes in and she's like wrapped up. She's like, oh, you might be under the wrong impression. I don't hold any value as a hostage. <laughs> so, so Damn. Ma- I, I kind of like that. That's funny as yeah, fuck, though. So Mayuri says nothing and eventually goes, my, my, everyone is so noisy. And then pulls out his sword and says, Bankai. Now claw out um, Konjiki Ashisogi Jizo. And we see the giant fat baby reappear. It begins breathing out the classic purple smoke. Xyloparo, of course, kind of just breathes it in and his skin starts to turn purple. He says, not a problem. Surely I can simply counteract this. He tries to stop it, but the purple continues to spread through his body, and he's unable to do so. Xyloparo says, if only, uh, if only I had more time, then I could. Then from above him, the baby begins to lower himself down to gobble up Xyloparo as he begins to scream, and that's the end of the episode. Damn. We're zooming. We're absolutely zooming. So this is the last episode I think we do, and we get to see the ending of the Mayuri fight versus Xyloparo, of course. I, I do like the ending of this fight, though. Yeah, very good. It's very good. So we start this episode and we actually see Rukia. Uh, she awakens to both Isana and Hanatoro being above her, which you will see the correct order of that one there was they healed Hanatoro first, then they healed Rukia, and then they'll do Biakia. Priorities, dude. Realistically, it should be Biakia before Rukia, but Biakia wouldn't allow that, you know. So yeah, Being the big brother that he is, yeah. you know. So Rukia immediately goes to get up, but they stop her and then she sees Biakia standing above her. Rukia says, Byakuya, my brother. Byakuya just cuts her off and says, silence. Did you not hear what they said? Lay silent until they are done. Rukia notices that Byakuya is also injured and is bleeding from his hand. Byakuya says, it doesn't matter. Right now, you must rest until you're healed completely. You have to prepare yourself for the real battle that awaits us. Then we see a bit more of Kenpachi versus Noatra, and they're clashing blades, exchanging one-liners about how cool the other person is, and like, oh, you're so strong. I didn't know you could do that. Oh, well, you're so strong. I they're just in love that. with like, each other right now. This is just so now. much fun. This is the best. Yeah, they're just loving it. They're absolutely loving it. So Orihime finally decides to run over and actually fucking heal Ichigo, but Ichigo about says, time. Orihime, you have to help. And then Orihime is like, oh, yeah, yeah, of course, right away I'll heal you. But Ichigo stops her and says, not me. Heal Nell first, as Ichigo continues to lay on the ground watching the fight between the two of them. Um, which this is all kinds of fucked up because you obviously you heal Ichigo first. Like Great. you just yeah. heal Ichigo first. Like no matter what he says, like, yeah, I'm going to get Nell too, but I'm going to, I'm going to heal you first. You're just going to be more use. Like, I'm sorry. Then we see Chad who is looking up at Unahana. Who's kind of just standing there looking off into the distance. Then we see Mayuri. We're back to Mayuri who is saying that he can hear them. Those two barbarians are tearing each other apart. Referring to Kapachi Noatra. Then Mayuri's baby Bankai raises his head, and we see that it has completely enveloped Xyloparo and swallowed him whole with like some of his like noodle tentacles hanging out of its mouth. We then see Renji begin to turn purple as well because they are also in the blast zone of the poison. And Ishida is not turning purple, and he's like, oh, well, I've been infected by the poison before, so I probably built up antibodies. It's not that big of a deal. But then he coughs up blood and begins to turn purple as well. And Mayuri's like, please, it's common sense to alter the formula after every use. Develop antibodies. Don't you think a professional would prevent that? 
Then Nimu, who is still wrapped up in one of Xyloparo's tentacles that is inside of the fucking mouth. So she's like hanging off of his lip. Uh, she's like, yeah, could I kindly be untied, please? And Miri is like, fine. It's like, talk about irritating. And then he throws the antidote of his poison over to Renji and Uryu. And the bottle just smashes on the ground in front of them. <laughs> like, yeah, oh, okay. I do remember this part, yeah. So then Nimu begins, like, getting squeezed and making a whole bunch of uh, classic hentai noises as she is starting to get fucked up. And Shida, once again, because he is a simp and he cares for her as he did for the first fight, he yells out for Miri to hurry up and untie her. But then from the inside of Nemu's mouth, which this is the part I don't remember... From the inside of her mouth, a, like, purple smoke begins to come out. And we hear Xyloparo begin to speak. And it's coming from this, like, purple blob of smoke that's coming out. And he says, you really believed you had killed me. Behold La Lujuriosa's most brilliant technique, Gabrielle. It gives me the ability to regenerate using my enemy's own life force. Gabrielle invades my opponent's body and absorbs her reishi from within, or more precisely, replaces it altogether. You see, I use those cells for my regeneration. The reconstruction process requires every bit of reishi in my opponent's body to be overtaken. Obviously, the target is killed off. Then we see Xyloparl kind of like float out of this purple like embryo-like thing and then plop out on the ground covered in nasty-ass slime like he really did just get birthed. And then we see Nemu fall to the ground and she's pale as fuck like dead. Rip. Xyloparl says, now let's reintroduce ourselves then, Mayuri Kurosuchi. And Silent Park continues on saying, by constantly renewing my body, I will continue to exist for eternity. The concept of mortality does not exist for me. Even if you did manage to smite me, I would rise again without a definitive end. Understand this, I cannot be killed. Even if you tried for all eternity, you could not defeat me, Miyuri Kurotsuchi. Then Miyuri walks forward, not saying anything to this. And he walks right past Silent to uh, Nimu. Nimu. And Miri gets to the ground on all fours and is kind of just like staring at her like that she's dead on the fucking ground. But of course, Nemu is still like a little bit alive. She's like, oh, Master Miyuri, I'm so, I'm so sorry as she finally passes out or dies, whatever. And Miri restands now smiling and says, how delightful, such an amusing little power. It tickles my fancy. And then he pauses and goes, and is that all you've got? Come on, you must have something else. You must have some other power you forgot to mention. Xyloparo then raises his finger as Mayuri's Bankai cries out and now goes to eat Mayuri. Xyloparo says, did you really think that behemoth over there could eat me and nothing would happen? When it consumed me, my cells dissolved into it and I took over its nervous system. Too bad for you. Um, your Bankai takes the shape of a living creature that I can control. And then we cue the mad scientist laugh that we've heard many a times during this fight. We're getting into the long explanation bits right on the tail end of this episode. So here we go. Just then, Mayuri's Bankai begins to bubble up and explode. Mayuri is standing there like it didn't bother him at all that he just got eaten. And he says, this is a tool that I created. You think it can defy its master? In the event that it's used against me, I designed it to simply self-destruct. Well, I suppose this means you have no other hidden power, so let's just move right along. I'd like to use you as a test subject for a new drug I've developed. Silaparo gets ready to fight, but Mayuri says, there's no need to put up your defenses. The drug I'm testing is already inside of you. As Mayuri's voice begins to kind of slow down, he's like, it's already inside of you. I do remember this part. Yeah, this part was gnarly. Yeah. So Mayuri says, I placed several drugs inside of Nemu's body, knowing that if Nemu was devoured or her body somehow compromised, they would be released into her opponent. Judging by the area of the body in which you just passed, it looks like this is it. And then he pulls out a blue vial. He says, relax, this one isn't a poison. I suppose you could call it a superhuman potion. He says, when two sword masters fight, they often describe a sensation in which their blades seem to freeze in midair as if their sense of time slows down. 
Such phenomena are also known to occur when one's senses are pushed to their limits. Well, my drug forces your consciousness into that state of heightened awareness. In other words, it's a drug that allows anyone to experience the superhuman limits of ability and sensation. From Zyloparo's point of view, he thinks to himself, like, kind of like, what is this? He's speaking so slowly, I can't understand him. Miri continues on saying, do you follow me, Espada? With this drug, a bullet would look completely motionless even to a child. So now in your superhuman state, a normal person like me must look bizarre. My movement's extremely slow and tedious. Now then, this sword, and then he kind of raises his sword up. Does it appear to have stopped? And then he points it between Xyloparo's eyes. Miri says, and the amazing thing about this potion, the Master Swordsman's senses are only heightened for a brief instant when their blades cross his enemies. But my superhuman potion amplifies your senses by a factor of thousands, no trillions. The drug's normal dosage is one drop diluted 250,000 times, but I made your batch special, pure and undiluted. What's coursing Damn. through your veins one second will feel like a hundred years. So one second is a hundred years of lifetime for him, which is fuck. So, oh, I have a question. I have a question. This Would you rather, Jose, be stuck in this? Okay. And no one's going to fuck with you. All right. No one's going to fuck with you. One second will feel like a hundred years, okay? Or you get the Kabuto, uh, not Kabuto. Is it Kabuto? Who's the uh, snake guy from Naruto? That's Orochimaru's yeah, right Kabuto. hand. Kabuto. You get his. Uh, you know, he has to repeat the same thing over and over again. Well, his is because he's stubborn as fuck yeah. or something, and yeah. won't break until he finally acknowledges himself. Yeah. This one just kind of sucks. Yes, yeah, so this one you're moving there. basically in slow mo. Well, no, so you're everything else around you is moving in slow mo, but your mind is like active, is fucked. It's like, so this one you can't even really move. Like you're you're just super like you could probably get a lot of good thinking done in this. Time. Oh, Izanagi, I think is what uh, it's called, right? Yeah, Izanami or Izanagi. Yeah, there's Izanagi and then there's Izanami. It's one of the, one of those two. Yeah. So yeah, you get stuck in that, or you have to be you basically you're slow mo. But you think like super fast, super Regular, super yeah. fast, or you're stuck doing the same thing over and over and over again. Uh, doing the same thing over and over again because I would lose my mind if I was just. I'd be so anxious after that, going like, just yeah. There's fast, fast, fast. there's uh in Doctor Stone, you know, the whole premise of the show is that the whole world turns to stone and nobody knows why. But the main character is like he just kept himself thinking the whole time, and that's why he didn't like fade away. So he spent like thousands of years just like trapped just in thinking. stone, just thinking to himself. And I, I, I watched that's literally the first episode, like first fucking two minutes of the first episode. But, and I watched, I was like, I don't know if I could do that. Yeah. I, like that would be brutal. Just like you just, you're staring in the same spot the whole time and you just have to think to yourself, that'd be crazy. I would not be able to do that. At yeah. least with this one, you know, you kind of have like a clear out at a certain point, you know, it's like the drug will wear off. Whereas the other one, depending on like what task you're having over, you might not ever get out. Like it doing the same thing over and over again would be gnar. I think it just depends on how stubborn and prideful you are. I'm pretty stubborn. And if you're not, yeah, I know we both can be. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I think that would be a pretty bad one. It's like, it's like, yeah, dude, you just got to admit defeat. It's like, never. never. It's like, yeah, fuck you. It's going to be like, you're just, you lose to Weston the one time. Yeah. Yeah. I would never be able to do it. It's like, nah, yep. fuck you. I'm going to go for attorney. This is bullshit. It's like, <laughs> so I don't know if I'd ever get out of that one. At least this one, it's like, hey, you know, there's a set amount of time that you're good for. And realistically with this one, it, 
I however long the potion lasts, let's just say I, I'm pretty sure it probably lasts much longer than this, but let's just say it lasts an hour real time. You're only losing an hour real time. Where with Izanami or Izanagi, if we don't know which one it you'd was. You'd be there forever. You could be there for fucking ever. Like that could be it. Yeah, I feel like you'd be there forever, Sam. Yeah, I know. I know. So I might just bite the bullet on the slow mo super fast thinking one, but then you would like wear out your brain or something. Like I'd be I d I don't know what the side effects of that would be, you know? What if you got like a headache? Like you developed a headache from thinking so much, then well, it's they, just like. Okay, so let me let me finish the episode. They talk about because obviously you know Miri's not a nice guy, so he continues on saying, "Take this sword for instance. As I move it closer to, to uh, as I move it closer to you, your superhuman alertness makes this movement appear agonizingly slow, as it will take several centuries to reach you. But while your senses are sped up to superhuman levels, your non-superhuman body will fall painfully behind." Your body cannot possibly keep up with the incredible amount of data your sharpened senses are sending it. Even if you manage to block it with your hand, which uh, Xylopar tries to do, Mary says it'll take hundreds of years before you feel the uh, before you feel the pain of the blade piercing your flesh. In fact, I'm talking to you in the present, but who knows when my words will actually reach your mind? He says, "Well, we're in no hurry, I suppose. Enjoy the everlasting agony of my sword slicing through your heart. Savor it till your blood turns to dust." For now, I bid you adieu. You'll be seeing me again in about a hundred years as we hear the sound of Miri's blade puncturing his chest. So he punctured it through his hand. Like he went like through the oh, yeah, hand like right into here. his chest. And then the screen slowly turns to black from the bottom. And that's the end of that episode. And that's the end of episode a, 199. So a gnarly way to finish someone off too. Yeah. Next podcast will start on episode 200. That'll be episode 200. So we're we're zooming, absolutely zooming, and all the shit's happening. You know, all the captains are there, all the pieces are in play. Everybody knows what happens from here on out. It gets just fucking fire. So, do you know when the next um, filler arc is? I don't. Um, I imagine it's coming up pretty quick, but from my knowledge, I don't see a reason why there would need to be one. So we're on one ninety nine right now. Um, I just looked it up. The next filler is two episodes, two hundred and four, two hundred and five. Which okay, so something cool. simple. We'll take that. But then there's so there looks like there's a couple sets of fillers coming up. There's two oh four, two oh five, then episode two thirteen, two fourteen is fillers, and then we have a fat filler two twenty seven to two sixty five. Holy that's forty shit. episodes. Shit. That's crazy. Damn, that's is that the longest the one? Yeah, I think 227 so. Two twenty seven like to two sixty five is thirty eight episodes. Thirty eight, right? yeah. Thirty eight. So, um, 64 to 108. Oh, that's way longer, right? That's 44. 40, yeah, it's 44, 44. Yeah, that's the bound arc. Yeah. Um, so I mean, just barely longer by like yeah, a couple, just barely like six or seven. So yeah, that's a fat one. Oh, and that's almost a whole year's worth of fillers. That'll be brutal. But I think I think that's the filler that people actually like. So that's I'm, the one with I'm, all the like uh, Zanpakuto, right? Yeah, the Zanpakuto Rebellion arc. So I'm actually looking forward to that if that's really what that one is. I because I've never seen that before. I've never watched it. I started um, it and then just never went back to it. Yeah, it is the Zanpakuto Rebellion arc. I'm looking at it right now. So yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to that. And then a couple of the ones that we have coming up. Um, I think one of those set of two fillers is Karakura Riser. Oh yeah, yeah. Which so it's I like. Like and stuff. I like that. But I don't know much about the the other two. So, but I like the Karakura Riser stuff. I think that's really good. The Zombie Rebellion art, I'm looking forward to personally because that'll be new terror. That'll that's like new bleach new for me. Right? That's new yeah. bleach. I've never seen that before. So, 
I watched the first couple episodes because I remember seeing uh, Biakia's on Pacto, like what his looks like, and I also remember Renji's. Like, yeah, theirs. he had the two. Yeah, I remember there too. And then I know Hitsugaya is from the game, Bleach Brave Souls. Uh, he's one of my minions I actually have when I played the game for like fucking two minutes. I got him. Gang. Um, but that's the only ones I know. So I'm looking forward to that. But this shit's been good. As long as, you know, the filler, the long one, the 227, hopefully comes after the Ulkiora fight, which has got it. It's got it because there's no way that it doesn't come it- after the... It has to. I don't think it's going to be right before because then that would ruin a lot of the anticipation for it. Yeah, it looks like it's in the middle of the um, the battle for Karkur. Oh, no, it does. Huh. What? Weird placement for it, but okay. So it looks like judging from what's happening, I'm looking at like a filler website, is the, the Ichigo versus Okiora fight gets kind of like set up and then they cut away to do other things. And then when they come back from the filler is when the Ichigo versus Okiora fight is. Which is crazy. It's like, why would you stop the momentum at that point? Yeah, and it's like, well, they could, they might just be too close. You know, that's a long. It makes sense. That's like you imagine how like they had to have been fucking close to make that filler that long, and I'm just thinking, mm, I just don't know. You know, it's like fillers are fillers are. I don't know. Fillers are fillers. What what more can I say? Yeah, I'm not gonna say anything about it, but. We all know, and it's. I'm still watching the show, so I'm watching on Hulu, which is where they have all of the dub and the sub available. So I actually fucking bought Hulu just so I could watch Bleach because Netflix only goes up to a certain amount. Um, it's still all in standard def, like up to. I'm yeah, on. They don't have the HD. Yeah, but why? Why don't they have? I know they're releasing them in Blu-ray. I see fucking Viz Media pimping it out all the time that they're redoing them in Blu-ray. I don't know. It's like Yu Yu Hakusho's on there too, and I think the majority of it is also standard. Yeah, it's in fucking SD. It's like I keep waiting because I know Okura versus Ichigo is definitely in HD. It's got to be, right? There's no fucking way. Sh- yeah, I th- I'm pretty sure when it comes back, it's in HD. Yeah, it's got to be. So I keep waiting because I'm watching still with, like, the bars on the side. I'm like, man, okay. Yeah, it, it, I do it remember that. It looks good still, but it's like, man, this is, like, old school classic shit. So, but it, it's getting good. You know, I'm happy to be back. We took a week because uh, I got COVID, so yikes on that one but um we're back i'm i'm good i just have a cough every once in a while so we, we're chilling i'm no longer contagious so says uh the email because you only need to be 10 so, days who knew so pretty soon i'll be able to head back over yep yep we'll be chilling so uh we'll be back thanks for watching that's been bleach boys 19 <laughs> my covid cough oh shit it just came back it doesn't <laughs> want me to come over yeah um we'll be back every saturday i'm thinking of moving this to friday but we'll figure it out um we'll be back at some point we'll be doing this weekly we're gonna power through we're on episode 200 when we come back next week and there's 366 episodes so we're over halfway through the series so we're, we're getting there you know and then technically there's burn the witch afterwards but who knows what, what I mean, we're gonna do for we, that we could just rewatch that um we could rewatch their like little movie thing that they did like the four episode release and then just yeah talk about it yeah yeah, yeah. So we'll get there eventually. That's not even going to be for like a year until we're done with that. So yeah, stick around. We'll be back doing all the episodes of Bleach. We're slowly making our way through it. Happy New Year to all of you guys out there. Be sure to leave a like and subscribe. And we will see you guys next time for another episode of Bleach Boys. Bye.
Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.